So we can both agree that Adam is really, really weird sometimes. Yes. And like, if I was to tell you the premise of this show before it aired, would you have watched it? Unlikely. I almost stopped watching it while it was it. Not while it was airing, while I was watching it because of the premise of the show. The premise is so batshit insane. It cannot be described. And this is coming from the same genre that's given as isekais. So like There is a show about someone turning into a vending machine airing at the moment. And somehow so, that is still more tame than the premise of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so so outlandish. So, Not that I'm overtly surprised by it, like altogether. It's just so weird. It's especially for like what the rest uh, of the show for, is kind of for like. a Oh, that's a whole other topic. I was just saying something along the lines of the medium doesn't tend to actually cover idols a whole lot. Well, okay. It's... Okay. Wow. Idols. It it does kind of cover idols, right? Like, I think the most famous of all the idol animes is, like, Love Life, right? That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's probably not fair of me to say. I just don't interact with it a lot, so it's... Yeah. So, like... This show, it was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Like, I want to let everybody know about my show notes because I put a lot of effort into them. And normally our show notes are like a single page, maybe two with the, the character sheet on them. The notes page or the notes I set up for this is three pages long with not it's not juicy juicy but like i have citations some of them make sense some of them don't in regards to no they all make sense <laughs> putting nonsensical citations defeats the purpose <laughs> that i say <laughs> here's my nonsense citations um but some of them are really very simple in regards to oh hey like this is where i found my information about whatever all these like fun facts and then some of them are a little more journalistic in nature. Yeah. Shout out to Anime News Network for being really good about that. So it's a lot of citations. It's all citations from them. But all the same, I rounded up the news about this show for everybody. Okay. Let's, let's actually just straight up jump into it. First citation. My Oshinoko fun facts. <laughs> Aired in spring 2023 on High Dive. So very recent. And kind of definitively the most popular anime of spring. I don't really know what else came out. I'm probably forgetting something, mind you, but this show had the best release for high dive for a first episode ever. Yeah. It so there was like a lot, a lot, a lot of expectations and a lot of hype going into this show. Like, yeah, everyone was talking about this show, right? 
and like there was a lot of there was just a lot of hype going into it. That's all. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it was on high dive, I think straight up meant like some people were just like, I will straight up watch, go get high dive just to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. And that was something I wanted to think about a little bit too, because high dive is really not so much competing for that second spot, but is competing against Crunchyroll, who's in that first spot for popularity in terms of streaming. Okay. So I'm wondering if Oshinoko is kind of a good sign for the competition going forward. In that Crunchyroll isn't going to get every major release, I guess. Oh no, Crunchyroll is going to get every single major release. Like they're owned by Sony. Yeah, it's backed by just a like one conglomerate wad of cash. So yeah, and like Sony's on a bunch of production committees. Yeah, so realistically, High Dive has to kind of scrape—not scrape, but fight—to get some of these releases. Yeah, like I know they've got like the whole Sentai films agreement, right? Mm-hmm. But like you, like I think even if you ask me, the two shows I know of High Dive are Oshinoko and The Eminence in the Shadow. Other than that, I don't know anything else on High Dive. I think how do uh, I believe Violet Evergarden is actually Violet Evergarden is Netflix. Really? Yep. Interesting. I just I just remember I couldn't find it on uh, Crunchyroll. It's so. on Netflix. That makes sense. Yep. That makes sense. I'm just kind of I, I tried to scroll through it, but it doesn't really show you a lot of uh, their actual library without you signing in. You have to like sign in. It's like really it got like a bunch of older shows, right? And um, as Brick Bitten's I said. High Dive has probably the worst interface I've ever seen. Really? I would never have expected it to have, like, that bad of an interface. But I guess, like, anime streaming services as a collective are really bad for their apps. Like, even Crunchyroll's, like, we've complained to each other kind of endlessly. Crunchyroll probably has, like, of anime exclusive stuff, Crunchyroll has the best interface, like, legal interface, right? interface yeah but like the app itself especially the playstation app bro bro you the worst see part. i feel not, like we've no, talked about it a bunch of times it's crazy part. mine was fixed it was working for like three weeks and then an update came and it fucking broke again i knew it because mine's playing nice right now and i'm waiting on it i'm just waiting on it to crap bro, out i me. should not have updated it i just had to update just so i could keep watching him now i can't watch on my fucking 4k tv oh even though brutal. it's not in 4k anyway anyway i digress let's get back to oshinoko more fun facts more fun facts uh aka akasaka uh the series mangaka also wrote kaguya sama love is war yeah it is also already confirmed for a second season and as a tidbit, the manga is currently on hiatus. Did not know that. Uh, yep. I'd have to actually triple check that just to make sure. But that is what I found while I was kind of just hammering through some of these. And episode one, as anybody who's seen it knows, was technically a feature length film at 90 minutes long. Yeah. So I did also want to kind of cover the music itself because Idol, like the OP was kind of a huge hit okay which i I was just gonna say that probably helped with the show's popularity immensely but i don't even know if it helped with the show's popularity immensely but i think like it did not 
credit, right? I think like this show is mm-hmm. always gonna be super poppy just because of like the hype, the expectation, and like the love that was put behind the show, right? We can talk about like whether you like the show, the characters, but you cannot argue that the production values for this show are immense, mm-hmm. right? And Idol, okay, story behind Idol for me. I remember being on Reddit maybe six hours before Idol was supposed to drop, right? And I'm scrolling down our anime or whatever it is. No, it was our anime memes. And someone wrote, someone posted a picture of like the idol uh, cover art. And they're like, no songs allowed to go this hard. Mm. And I'm like, okay, what do you mean, right? So I go to the comments, right? And someone's like, oh, here's a snippet of the song. And I heard it, I'm like, oh, no songs allowed to go this fucking hard. It does go incredibly hard. It's it's wild. I never, especially for what I thought this show was like, the fact that it went as hard as it did was it's insane, ridiculous. Right? And then like it was, it just like it topped YouTube's global charts, like two hundred million streams, number seven on the U.S. global charts, and then topped Apple Music's Apple Music's top one hundred global chart as well. Yeah. So genuinely, probably one of the more popular songs. In recent anime history. Probably one of the most popular songs in anime history. And then, like, combine yeah. that with, like, the official music video, right? Mm-hmm. The actual lyrics, because there's an English version of the song, right? Where you hear the actual, like, the translation for us, and you're like, oh, not only does this song go hard, but it also tells the story, kind of. Always tells the story from Ai's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of a huge thing for this show, but we'll kind of get into that when we get into the meat, because I guess we don't really need to talk too much more about the OP and the ED. The ED was fine, but I want to talk about kind of the lighter things of this show to start. Okay. Because there's kind of a lot to cover just because of inherently what the, the this show kind of touched on. Yeah. So... I kind of want to know what your thoughts were on the overall art style of the show. It it's bright, it's poppy, it's it's show business, and I really like that. Right, I like that. And from like episode two onwards, it's very like brightly colored. The characters are really well designed. They have this like star quality about them that's like hard to like put down. Right. Mm-hmm. And like it does something like truly fascinating. Um, if you look at like I Ruby, Aqua's design, right? They all have like the like star in the eyes, right? Yeah. And I remember we had like a conversation saying like, okay, what does the star represent? And we came to the conclusion that it represents this like this like charisma that they have. Like this is how the characters represent the charisma because like it's definitely like the most. The best way you can see that reflection is in episode seven with Akane, right? Mm-hmm. When she goes from just being like regular Akane to like, okay, now I'm acting. And she has that like same like charisma just suddenly appearing, you're like drawn in to like her design and look. And you're like, whoa, right? The uh, Akane, if you will. The Akane, yeah. <laughs> Essentially, right? And like, one thing that's like definitely stands out, like, Ice character design. You recognize Ice design anywhere now. Yeah. I think it's a little ham-fisted personally. Really? Yeah. 
I guess it's it's not out of the question for anime because normally it's not the eyes that sell. It's the the outlandish hairstyle or some unique trait. I'm thinking kind of the like One Piece characters where one guy has like literal swirly eyebrows yeah. and stuff like that. It's not so much the eyes themselves. So I guess it's not so out of like ham fisted like I'm kind of saying. But the way they used it in the show is where I I started to feel it was more telling than showing even though if it was still showing i don't know maybe that's me also kind of reading too much into it because it's still literally showing it's not telling but they really use the the eyes to convey emotion rather than their faces Especially with Aqua. I can see the look on your face. (laughs) They use the eyes to show emotion, bitch. How else do they show emotion? Okay. Okay, so let me clarify because that's very fair. That was not clear at all. Uh, They they don't so much show emotion on the face, but like especially with Aqua, they'll literally just show the color drain from his eye. But I guess that's like the more I think about it, the more that seems like reasonable. Because that's not out of the question any other anime. It's just a very direct approach to be, hey, the color is draining from his eye because his emotions are kind of disappearing. Whereas with Ruby, I think the, and I guess even like Akane, the stars in the eye light up as they kind of do more idol-based things or they're happy or excited, you know? I don't think you mean Akane. Akane only did the eyes thing once, right? But, like, oh, she did it when she was covering... Yeah, when she was covering Ai, who... It, she's trying to cover, like, a very bubbly character. So I know it's not literal to her emotions in that instance, but the emotions that she's portraying as an actor. I think the better way, like, if you don't look at the eyes, like, the stars as, like, an actual physical representation, right? I think it's more like a... It's like a star gaze or, like, a drawing in thing, right? Where mm-hmm. I think like the best way you could describe it is like it's like Ruby said, right? People were drawn into I people are drawn to like Ruby and Aqua, right? Yeah. And before that episode, right, Akane was like the background character. And then they're like, yeah. Oh, go study someone like who you want to like emulate. And he's like, Okay, fine, I'll emulate I who like at this point, like kind of like spoilers, we knew she was lying, right? She was lying about her personality. And like being mm-hmm. charismatic and like that open, right? And Akane being the amazing actress she was, was able to then convey that same like drawing in aspect, right? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of see what you're getting at where it's not. Yeah, I guess Hamfist it was a little like overtly critical. And I can, yeah, I'll walk that back a little bit. I'll take that. Take that L. Man said the eyes were showing to their eyes face. are not their face. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, we brought him back. He's back. Oof. So, episode one, yeah, did it merit the length? I want to say no because then it just gives people the option to keep doing fucking long ass first episodes, which I don't like. But, but, I cannot sit here and lie that episode one is really good. I found it kind of boring. Really? I 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was, don't get me wrong. I believe it was worth it because I would rather have the one 90 minute like prologue episode, if you will. Yeah. Then three, I guess 90 minutes. Like you're going to, that's like a, a, a half a season. I think that's four episodes. It's, it's four to five episodes, give or take. Minus OP and ED, right? Like yeah. 20 minutes. You're getting four and a half episodes. It's almost an arc. It is an arc. Episode one is literally an arc. That's the arc, right? Yeah, it's it's just a prologue arc. And honestly, I worry about anime because anime likes to ride coattails a lot. Uh, especially with this final season part one, final season part two nonsense. Mm-hmm. Movie part one. The, the Looking at you, Attack on Titan, not so much, but more so Haikyuu, who's doing a two-part finale series now. No, 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 sorry. Definitely Attack on fucking Titan. It's been four years of the final season. But they were the first, to my knowledge, they were kind of the first ones to do it. They're doing it the worst. They're doing it the worst. But uh, I'm giving Haikyuu heat because they're the ones who did it most recently, announcing that title. Haikyuu, bro, it's, at least the nice thing is like we kind of see like this is the end, right? Yeah. Home stretch. Let's go back to Oshinoko. Yeah. I I do still, like, as much as I didn't really care for the first episode, and I found it, just personal preference-wise, I found it a little dull and boring. But for what it did, it did a good job. It established the characters. It lets you know exactly who got reincarnated as who effectively. And established it is like without so much just showing like i guess it showed like ruby and aqua a lot but it showed their previous lives more than their current ones yeah which in itself was definitely something that i think giving a 90 minute concurrent kind of movie opening is much better than if it was in chunks over a month and a half you know yeah I think with the first episode, I, my favorite thing about the first episode is Rei Takahashi as I. Like, she killed it as I. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that uh, our community has like a very, and don't get me wrong, I don't think it's uh, unearned, but is very inherently biased towards Rei Takahashi. And There's a lot of... That's a lot of slander that I'm going to have to get you to talk back. I don't di- I don't think it's wrong. I don't disagree. Ray Takahashi's a great voice actor. I just think the whole Discord is like very pro Ray Takahashi, so I just want that on record. You can say that on record. You just got to talk it back. Why not talk it back? I well, think I'll, she's great. I'll, I'll try to protect you. Look, I I didn't say anything against Ray <laughs> Takahashi. I'm I'm talking shit about our community, which is inherently okay. I feel like this because I know we deserve it. I feel like this is also a personal attack against me. Uh, you and uh, a couple people in specific, but they'll figure it out when they listen to the episode. <laughs> it's a very personal attack, bro. Wow. Okay. Was, I'm gonna just get me. I'm getting hate DMs. You get a lot of hate DMs. <laughs> Even uh, it wasn't for me. <laughs> we're just gonna get hate on this episode. <laughs> well, we should. You should have known. Like as soon as you recorded this episode, it's gonna be very. It's a oh, Rei Takahashi episode immediately. It's a, it was a Rei Takahashi anime, even if she was only there for 90 minutes. I think a little bit more. Because doesn't she appear later in the show too? Just yeah. briefly? Briefly, right? Yeah. But like, okay, I think the, the, definitely the 90 minutes also helps for the big 
twist, which if you're 20 minutes in at this point, you already know where I died, right? Yeah. I think it definitely works well to have that in the 90-minute first episode instead of dragging out for a month. Agreed. Like, it it really did fit, like, a kind of movie format. I know they called it an episode, but... I, like, there's a reason I called it a feature film yeah. because it's 90 minutes is long enough to be shown in a theater for one. And then two, it had the pacing and characterization of film. You establish some characters, you quickly peak, and then you kind of have a slower burn off that peak than what a TV show would. Yeah. And, like... and I, I think they did a great job of it. I just, I personally just did not. Maybe it's not so much I didn't enjoy it, but I didn't get hooked on the show on episode one. Really? Yeah, but I was also like, I wasn't so much told that episode one was 90 minutes. I was warned that it was 90 minutes. Yeah, I think I was. So, I warned you because I was so fucking annoyed when I found out. It, it was minutes. you and like a, a few other folks were kind of like, hey, just so you know, episode one's 90 minutes. And that's fine. I don't mind. But it made it a couple of the conversations I had very much put up like the warning flags where i'm like what should i expect out of this i think and so i was just kind of high alert through it and so maybe i just got overly critical but i think my thing with the 90 minutes is like i i I was like it's 90 minutes long so you should like be able to sit down to watch it in one sitting instead Mm -hmm. of trying to break it up right because yeah while it's 90 minutes long at least this one kind of entertained me right I watched mm-hmm. the first episode for Areti. I don't remember the rest of the thing. Efreti, whatever the fuck it is, right? Anatomy that's airing right now, right? It's for people in the future, this summer 2023. And its first episode was about 50 minutes long. And it was boring from start to end. That's rough. I was bored out of my mind. Right. And like 50 minutes is really like two, ep- two long episodes. You could yeah. break that up. 50 minutes? Like, no, you know, so what's what its pacing was not even good enough to break it up. That's yeah, that's a little rough. The nine minute episode for Shinoko was better paced, more entertaining, and felt shorter than my time in that. Uh, it great, definitely did not feel like 90 minutes, it felt a lot shorter. Yeah. Uh, that much I will concur. Or concur, uh, that's not the word I'm looking for. Whatever, okay. it's another C word. I worked hard today, and now my brain is running on fumes, so we gotta, we gotta function with that to kind of function of that thing but yeah yeah so i kind of so i know i want to talk the first arc but the first arc is real chunky so i i, I think i want to kind of skip that for now move to kind of the latter half of the show like episode 7 to 11 i believe because it's only an 11 episode series um, 12 if we count the first episode but yeah no, I think the first episode oh, is yeah, one no, of the eleven. Episode. Okay, but I mean, if you consider like the time run, like the running time of it, it's theoretically like fourteen, fifteen episodes. Okay, so the second arc, which is the idol arc, or the start of the idol arc, because I assume one, like the idol arc is going to play long, like the long overarching arc in the story, right? Yeah, you can't just have briefly the idol arc. I guess like it's an idol anime; it has to continue, you know. I don't even know if it's an idol anime. I feel like it's more like just an anime about Japan's industry. If idol is like one of the central points. I think what I like about this is that compared to like this compared to like ZOM 100 is just pointing out a lot of like 
the toxicity in Bro. the entertainment culture. Entertainment culture in Japan is extremely toxic. And it's actually, like, I give you this. This show did a pretty good job highlighting a lot of stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're going to definitely talk about, like, the first arc and, like, the controversy in a little bit, right? But, like, it definitely highlights a lot of stuff, right? And, like, it gives this, like, this idea of, like, idols and, like, the way idols are viewed and, like, the light that's placed on them, which is, like, an unfair light, right? Like, can, mm-hmm. you, can you imagine going into an industry, like, it's aside from, like, I don't know, being in the church or some shit, where they literally said, you can't date someone. Not yeah. because, like, we ban it or anything, which uh, some some entertainment, some our agencies do, right? But because your fans might lose this shit and try to kill you. Yeah. The obsessiveness, they, they definitely highlighted a lot of the, the obsessiveness. Even in the first episode, they, they showed the yeah I, how much the fandom like consumes idol stuff. Like, yeah, just because it, it, it shows in some weird ways, especially because they show one like the fans are. They're, they're very critical of fans, but they even show that Aqua has still got some kind of obsession with idols. I think it's it's interesting. Like, I don't know how it's going to continue playing onwards in the rest of the show, right? But it's definitely like Aqua's got this like obsession with I, right? And it's yeah. not like an obsession. It's like, uh, obsession is not the right word. It's more like this, like, um, it's, what's the, the word? This placing Freud. In relationship yeah for your relationship placing on a platter where it's like not a pedestal bloody hell English is hard placing uh, a pedestal where it's like yeah she could do no wrong right mm-hmm. and like it spreads out into like a self-belief that he's not as good right even though people around him say he's as good right but like it builds back to that nature right where it's like this thing Right, because they're no longer people; they've been transformed from being people. They're now representations. Yes, it's perfect. This representation of idol is perfect, right? And like that obsessive nature is what led to Aqua dying in his past life, right? Because like whoever I Stoker was, right, was had this uh, this idea that I was perfect. Yeah. And this could not happen to a perfect being, right? And if you're not a perfect being, then you get you get dragged through the mud and destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as there was a slip-up, that's where kind of things hit the fan. Yeah. And the fans hit the, the crazy button. Yeah, and, like, as soon as they hit the crazy button, can you, like, really bring that back, right? There's this... I wish I could find it. This is an amazing documentary. It's not on like Japan. It's on uh Korean uh Korean K pop industry, right? And the yeah. hyper manufacturing of the K pop industry and how that manifests, right? It's so great to watch, right? And like it highlights a lot of the stuff. Like all this is manufactured. None of this is like authentic anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? And like it like Oshinoko kind of touched on this throughout the episode, right? Um what's the name? Cat girl. Oh, uh, Memcho? Memcho, right? Memcho even talks about it, right? Memcho is like, because Memcho is 25 years old, right? 
Yeah. But she's like, I have to tell people I'm 18 because otherwise I'm just an old person in the industry. And you're like, why should that be such a burden, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the name? Arma Khan. <laughs> I think her name's Arma. Who are you talking about? The redhead. The redhead. Uh, oh, yeah. Arima. Arima, right? Arima talks about the fact that she's now considered a washed up like child actor and everything she touches will be tainted because it's like she cannot get rid of that stigma, right? Even though it just seems to be like the industry was just done for, right? Yes, granted, as a child, she was a terrible child. I don't like saying that out loud, right? Because like, you know... She's, yeah but like that's what's been decided right and she now believes that she is cursed and everything she does will just be ruined right yeah and like the thing is like it also reflects in the fact that she, it's not that she doesn't believe that she also knows that no matter what she does there'll be a large pocket of the internet that'll always be like oh she's just a terrible person and drag her down for all this stuff right mm-hmm. there's like what ocean will call like just the little bit in the idol arc Right before we even talk about like the first arc, right? It does put up a reflection on not just Japan's idol industry, right, or Japan's yeah. industry, but like on people and how they consume entertainers and like how they're valued and placed, right, and whether they're like real people or just products, right? Because it's easier for us to tear down a quote unquote product than to tear down a person. Exactly. Exactly. It's very dehumanizing. And I think that's by design, right? They want to dehumanize these people so they can kind of extract them for as much wealth as they're they're able to generate. And then they chew them up and they move on to the next one consistently. It's just capitalism. You're just extracting your product. You're extracting your capital. Mm -hmm. And then once you're done with the capital, you move on to the next thing, right? Yep. Yep. You pay your price, which is the salary effectively, and you move on. um, Just before we go to the first talk, right? There's this amazing... Like, someone talked about uh, this idea that entertainment, like, you've seen this, right? Entertainment, all this stuff is just recycling of old stuff. Look at Hollywood yep. now. Everything in Hollywood is just a sequel or a remake, right? Anything original that comes out, it's just going to be a, it's just going to get endless sequels. And then in 10 yeah. years' time, a remake's going to happen, right? And this shows with, uh, with uh, B. Come, I think that's the name of the idol group, right? Boah, I'm not sure. Uh, whatever it is, right? Instead, I, yeah, whatever. Ins- instead of the fear of them creating that old new idol group, right, with a new name and everything, instead they're going to be like, we're just going to reuse the original name and write off the name that that was created from. Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, it seems like the stars are going to align because at some random point in the manga, I'm not sure because I've never read it, I haven't read ahead in the manga, it's going to come out that Ruby's Eyes daughter and they'll be like, it was written in the fucking stars. Yeah, they're going to, once again... Almost, I guess this is speculation, but it does seem like they're going to really lean into that, especially since it's been critical of the entertainment industry. Like the whole show has been critical this whole time. Yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked to like, yeah, we're gonna play into this again even more, and then really, really lay down the not the law, but lay down the like the frustration that the the story shows with the industry as a whole. Yeah. So. I think it's time now that we've kind of t- we're, we're we're kind of gliding into heavier topics to talk about the controversy yeah. in the first arc. I did not hear about this at all until I started doing research for the episode. Yeah. But quick content warning because much like the show, the following discussion we have is going to cover topics of suicide and cyberbullying. 
So the arc is, I don't even want to call it influenced. I wrote have uh, like influenced heavily, it, but it's, it's literally the story of, uh, Hannah Kimura. Yeah. To the point where her mother expressed like frustration with the show's use of her story cited as saying, I can't overlook the fact that Hannah's death is being used like free source material. Like she came out and is frustrated by one, the use of her daughter as again, free source material and that their friends and family are now being forced to relive traumatic events because it wasn't covered in the show or there was no content warning. There was no no like heads up in the show about how overlapping it is. She said that it's the words that were said on the show were said to Hannah. And that's why she's so overtly frustrated. It clearly wasn't influenced. It, it was, or seems to be, the story of Hannah Kimura, except Hannah Kimura, like died of suicide. Yeah. So like in 2022, like was it 2022? I don't quote me on when I didn't actually write that down. Uh, it is in my citations, but she she did pass. I can confirm that much. So the story of Hannah Kimura, because like you haven't put like everything here. Because I actually knew about this before I watched Oshinoko. Oh, yeah. It was 2020. So... 2020. Um, Japan had a reality TV show called Terrence House. Mm-hmm. Right? And the whole big thing around Terrence House, where it was so different from all the other reality shows, was that this was real. Right? Everything that happened yeah. in the show was real. Like, these are real conversations, right? And for the most part... Because I'd seen, like, a couple seasons of Terrence House, right? I think I'd watched one season completion, maybe, like, half of another season, right? Right. And, like, the whole the whole thing is, like, you get, I think it's, like, six guys and six girls to come live in this house together. And then, like, they just continue about the daily lives, right? And they just have conversations, right? And the whole thing was, like, people would come and go. But there was never this, like, over-the-top drama that happened in yeah. the show, right? So with uh, Hannah, with Hannah... Like, there was this episode where... Okay, so Hana was a professional wrestler in Japan. Yes. Yes. And there's an episode where one of the male characters was doing laundry and put Hana's uh, wrestling gear in the laundry and it ended up getting destroyed, right? And, like, from what I remember, like, that was, like, her first gear, right? So it was, like, really important to her, right? I mean, that... Your wrestling costume is like a like is your uniform for work like you can't you can't look at it two ways it's it's literally like yes you can make a new one but that's an individual customized costume this it, it means something it means a lot like there's there's a lot of guys like in professional wrestling over the years that built their whole like like their their costumes were like ingrained in the character not to get too off topic, but Hulk Hogan had the handlebar mustache. Randy Savage had the glasses in the, the like headband, like some very iconic wrestlers built a distinct look, which became their brand. And so to do this, it, it'd be maybe to put this into like a, a context, like a weeb context would be, let's say you took a famous cosplayer's very first cosplay and you threw it in the wash with no care like it's it's completely senseless to do and like it takes a real 
real clueless move to do that. Not to put a lot of blame on something I'm not familiar with, but these are clearly handmade clothes that are likely hand wash only. Yeah. Because they're going to be, yes, they're used for sport, but they are going to be of high quality and like hand stitched, hand mended, etc. But carry on. Sorry, I digress a little. No, it's all good. So then after that happened, right, they had a meeting in the house and she clearly expressed frustration on this, right? Mm-hmm. Said he did it wrong, blah, blah, right? He tried to apologize. She was still very angry about it. And she hit his hat as she walked off. I did actually just go look at the scene. Yeah. Uh, like the specific scene, so. And Twitter Japan went off. A lot. A it's, lot. It's nuts. Like, yeah. It was it was a disgusting amount how much I went off, right? To the point where like there were literally like there were little death threats towards her. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean she was bullied so much that she she chose not chose, but she was bullied so much that taking her own life was the I guess preferred solution. I'm yeah. not phrasing this nicely at all, and I okay. apologize to everyone for that right now. But yeah, it's it it got put like the the threats and the bullying got so extreme that there was no alternative to Hannah, and that's absolutely unacceptable. I feel like I need to double check something real quick before I put that. Yeah, there. well, I'll, I'll pull it. I'll I'll mention some of the other stuff I pulled like straight out of the articles, like in an anime. There was an episode in which a female character in a dating reality show oh. receives harassment and contemplates suicide. Because the portrayal evokes a real-life incident, the relatives of the... Oh, this is what I was mentioning before. The relatives of the woman who uh, suicided expressed their discomfort online, and they've also been receiving excessive harassment from a subset of the show's fans. Yeah. That's what it it's, it's... Absolutely unhinged. It you're is. you're you're listening. You you get a real person who committed suicide. You then have people saying, "Hey, this is uncool." And the frustrating thing I think with all of this is that the mangaka, like uh, Aka Akasaka, did not make any comment on this. Well, he just took it. I think it's like he can't even make comments because, like, um, God. It is going to be a quick sidebar, right? The mangaka for... That's... No, the guy who wrote... Um, Jobless Reincarnation, right? Mm-hmm. It's That show's already extremely controversial, right? It's got a lot of stuff that people don't agree with on that level, right? But, like, it's an isekai set in another world, and he was talking about how slavery, slavery is viewed in that world, right? Yeah. He was explaining, like, okay, for some characters, this is why they view slavery like this, blah, 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 right? Say it like that, right? And the internet took it, it's like, oh, he he's pro-slavery. And he was like, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm just saying this is how the characters view the world. The internet again, oh, he refuses to apologize. It's like... So then you can imagine this, this mom watching an episode pretty much shot for shot about what happened to her daughter being like, mm-hmm. I didn't like this. And the internet is like, well, fuck you then. How intense is that? Yeah, it's I, I. At the same time, it's just you. He chose to take this story and portray it with no knowledge to the family, no no respect for the victim, 
and then is not willing to make a comment to me is cowardly. I I don't even know if any comment he makes tells it right. Like even but not speaking is like ultimately worse. Like staying quiet on like something like that, especially especially towards the family. Even if it's like the family were to come out and say, and maybe they did. I didn't see news about it. But if the family were to come out and say, hey, you know what? He talked to us and we're all good. That's acceptable to me. That's fine. He owes the public nothing. No one owes the public nothing because the public has shown that they can't handle anything. They really can't, right? Cause so, I think the go ahead, he even got to it was at the end of the arc, right? Mm-hmm. When he, when he, like the character, I was like, it doesn't matter, like that, that you saved her life now, right? There's still going to be a part of the entity that would despise her mm-hmm. for something that's not real. Yeah, right. Especially but, in the show, they show the characters making amends okay. instantly, instantly, and now to double back to the Hannah thing as well, because it then came out later. That all of that was staged. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah, it was all pushed and, like, artificially created, right? Like, it's, and they had to, to prove it to, they had to prove it to, the fans by creating their own, kind of, like, their own release. Oh, I was also saying, like, the harder thing in real life. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 and oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, that's that's even like the crazier part. It's like okay, the whole thing was staged for TV. It's reality TV. Take none of it to heart. They treat the actors within at reality TV like total garbage. So when they're suddenly like moody and frustrated and show like these extreme emotions, the fact that people are jumping on their throats is completely unacceptable. It's. It's like I said, you have to do, you distill them into these products that get ripped apart, right? Because then you can even look at that. Like, let's be real, right? Some people would not like the fact that this show did this, right? This is a yeah. very controversial arc. Some people would not like the fact that we even talk about this, right? It's, yeah, exactly. Like, there's no winning. You can't win. It's, and I know it's easy to be like, oh, you got to grow a thick skin against the internet, but. It's, it's never going to be as easy as just saying it. It's never going to be easy because how can you live a life where every five seconds you're just seeing people and then they're telling you to go kill yourself? That's messed up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because right. even like a watchdogs company, uh, I didn't, I should have put the actual company down, but there was a like a company that usually puts out content warnings for shows and whatnot. But instead of putting an actual warning of, for the show itself, they put a warning about the toxic subset of fans that were so lacking in self-awareness that they began their own cyberbullying campaign. And it's just, I understand people are completely enable of like self-reflection sometimes, but it's so incredibly over the top with this one that it's like, oh my goodness, like get a fucking ramp. I think this one definitely, like this show... Definitely highlights like not just like the industry culture, but like even like fan culture and like the extremes people go to, right? Yeah. And... It's just it's 
ridiculous like how completely out of pocket it got and how completely out of pocket it still is and continues to be yeah and it's just come on like we're talking about people here if you want to like it's just once again misguided like frustration it's like if you want to be frustrated in anybody in these situations look at the people who force these people to do this for your entertainment even producers direct maybe not so much directors but like they're much higher ups with much more say in how these shows work especially for hannah where you said the whole scene was staged yeah that means that it was it was pre-written by people beforehand and people still went so out of hand as to blame the actor for portraying it for portraying this role that you've given them right i think asaka the magica did it well right where, like, there's also the scene where, like, Aqua's talking to the producer, and he was like, you probably shouldn't have gone outside the hierarchy to try to change the way these characters are viewed. Yep. Right? And it's like, it's like this self-awareness that exists, right? And we all know exists. And, like, everyone just puts on this, like, puts on the blinds to it. And yeah. pretends it doesn't happen, right? Before Hannah, there was a K-pop artist who also took their life because of the fans. Right? And I know a lot of people are probably going to kind of point fingers a little bit in regards to like, oh, like these fans in Asia may not be, or or like Western fans are not this bad, but it's, it's an industry critique as a whole. Bro. Just... To, like, I know we're using, obviously, we're going to use an example in Japan or Korea. Like, it's the media we consume. But it's not to give any leeway to Western media or Western producers oh, Western who are media. literally so doing Western the same everything. thing. Um, it's it's a collective entertainment issue where I get it. These jobs are so highly coveted that people will do anything for them. But, but they're clearly exploiting these people all the same. I, I'm not gonna say the whole controversy because that's gonna lead into a whole long thing, right? But this one mm-hmm. person from in Western media did something, and they came out and apologized. They're like, "What I did was wrong. I apologize for what I've done. I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. Did this for like six months, right? Some people were like, "Okay, it wasn't my group that you offended, so I won't. I don't. I won't comment on what you apologize about, right?" Other people are like, okay, I accept your apology. Other people are like, no, I don't want your apology. All right? And at one point, he straight up asked, he was like, I don't know what they want from me anymore, right? Because I've apologized. I've apologized m- numerous times, but no one wants my apology. Do you want my apology, or do you just want me to keep suffering? Yeah, and it's at a certain point, it's like, okay, like, where's the... I, I, you don't even have to, like, accept an apology ever, in my opinion, but... Especially from someone so far disconnected from you and in an entertainment industry of all places, you've got to at least leave them the fuck alone. Dude, like sometimes people get it's an entertainment industry is just a weird thing, right? Where people are not like, viewed as people, they're viewed as products. And because they make a lot of money, it's just suck it up and take the abuse that we throw at you. Yeah. It's, it's kind of messed up. Because, like, it's kind of like the same way people look at like fast food workers. Oh God, yeah. It's just like, oh, you're you're making my burgers, so suck it up and take my abuse. 
it's like yeah. this is not how we should live right but some people are just so far up the ass and it's fine right and like i think the worst part is like a lot of this is also on the internet and before the last couple of years there was like very little protection for people getting abused online mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, I don't really have a heck of a lot. Like, I agree immensely. Like, people have a lot of uh, main character syndrome. But I don't think I've got a whole lot more to add. And I don't want to... I don't want to crowd this kind of... Like, I know we talk fluff a lot of the time when it's lighter. But this is... I Kind of, I think, something more grave and more serious to talk about. So I don't want to just be, like, rambling. So I don't have a lot more to carry on and add to this. Okay. Unless you do. No, so... I think I've said my piece. I guess on a later note, uh, be kind on the internet, you fucking guys. I, I'm confident that our base is not that toxic. Not that we have a large base by any stretch, but I want to remind people that you are not entitled to just harass people endlessly and to show some kind of empathy and kindness on the internet. Yeah. And with that, uh, I think I will say thank you to everyone for listening to our show. This might have been a heavy one, so maybe go watch uh, something fluffy after, If especially if this is not something you're aware of. Like me, I watched the show without being aware of this controversy. So if you weren't aware of it, maybe take a little time to care for yourself. And if you are contemplating suicide or having thoughts of suicide... We will have links in the description of the show for you to talk to a professional. What a heavy way to end an episode. But thanks again, everybody. We appreciate you. And uh, we do hope you enjoyed. Okay. Have a good night, y'all. <laughs>